Hey, what's up, guys? It's Big Cat. Before you start listening to this episode, I wanted to let you know that we're running a special sale on all Barstool merch. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. Go to store.barstoolsports.com and use code PODCAST for 10% off. What it is! This is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And this is Hard Factor. And there is no one that does it better right now. Yeah, no. But he does it better. I ain't repeating myself. Go ahead and tell me something right now. Yeah, I'm living a nightmare. And I'm not a racist. And I'm always doing Oh, yeah. We don't have a good morning this morning because Will and Wes are off, but it is August 5th. It's Monday. We have Kate Barstow on the show. What's up, Kate? Hey, how thanks we, for having me. How are we doing? Mark is here with me. Yeah, I think we don't have a good morning also just on purpose because it's a somber start to the show. Not a great morning today. Yeah. But I will say this. We're in a sweaty garage and Wes uh, kind of tricked us into going on another vacation day, yep. but, but he left a bunch of Trulies open in his garage. So when we got in here, there's just uh, l- no less than 140 flies. At least 140 flies. flies everywhere. The good news about that is they only lay 100 eggs at a time and only about five times a day. So those should be gone in no time. Right. Yeah, we noticed it, it probably started as two flies and then over three days, it's 140. So just keep keep doing the math. Yep. So just by sw- the time the show's done, there'll be 200. Exactly. I was really the, excited. Right. I, I got here to the studio, like was really stoked to have dinner, which I couldn't have because there's that well, many fucking you, flies you in brought there. in fried chicken and now they're all over your <laughs> box of fried chicken they're just, they're just 100 flies in your box of fr- fried chicken at least you're trapping them over there yep uh, a few of them have died in my sweat puddles they've just drowned yep so thanks wes let's just get into the stories okay. here so mark's gonna take one about mass shootings okay <laughs> yeah i am okay that's all we got and then kate and i are gonna take you through a news buffet mark take it away today's episode of hard factor is brought to you by cbdistillery.com I live in Texas, which means I can't buy weed legally for the next 20 years, but that's okay because I can buy CBD legally and I can also buy it online and have it shipped to me legally. So take that, you Alamo protecting, gun toting, very nice and hospitable, enormous state you. CBD offers many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high, which means it's 100% legal and requires no prescription when you shop at CBDistillery.com. Listen to what their customers say. Five stars. I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, excellent product, makes a big difference in my health. It's not a great review, but it's true. And this one from me, Hard Factor Mark. I buy CBD from uh, CBD Distillery all the time because I live in Texas, as I stated earlier, and we will never be legal here. So if you haven't tried CBD for whatever health concerns you have, you really should. But where you get CBD products is very crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, CBDistillery.com are the folks I trust. If you've got health concerns, you owe it to yourself to see what CBD can do for you. Go to CBDistillery.com and enter Factor for 15% off. Again, enter Factor for 15% off at CBDistillery.com. That's CBDistillery.com. 
Okay, this is not going to come to news or as news to anyone, but there were multiple very tragic high death toll mass shootings since we last talked with you on Friday. I mean, what the fucking fuck? In El Paso, a dickless racist loser shot up a large Walmart right near the largest mall in El Paso where 300,000 people were shopping. At least 20 people have died from that shooting and another 20 plus were injured. Then about 12 hours later in Dayton, Ohio, another young virgin shot up the popular downtown Fifth Street area, killing nine people at the time of this recording and injuring over a dozen others. This fucking piece of shit was also rocking an assault rifle, semi-automatic type weapon like the Walmart shooter. But this time the Dayton guy had some body armor to boot as well. But luckily the cops in Dayton got to that psychopath about 30 seconds or less from the first bullet he fired. So they probably saved a lot of lives uh, with their great and brave work. Shout out to the Dayton police force on being heroes. Um, Quite a lead in. Anything you want to unpack there, guys? I mean, it's just fucking horrible. Uh, you go into a Walmart, you're shopping on a, on a Saturday or a Sunday and, uh, you just get shot for no reason. Basically, or you go to a bar in Dayton, Ohio on Saturday night and you get shot. So, and this was, I mean, a week ago we had the Gilroy shootings at the fucking garlic festival. It's like, yeah, garlic it's festival. not even surprising anymore. Sadly, you're like, Oh, Oh no. Fuck. Where can you go? I, I, I was watching, uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie this weekend. I was like, I hope I don't get shot. You know? Um, yeah, it's a weird it's a weird cycle because it, I don't know the, the Walmart's interesting. It's just I, I've never uh, there's not been a shooting like that where like it's like a super center where someone's walking around with, with an with a weapon. Also a place where they sell weapons, which is right. weird and ironic. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what to say about it. This is just sad and embarrassing and infuriating all at the same time. Mass shootings are a sensitive subject for me, as I'm sure they are for everyone, and have impacted a, a lot of people at this point. Uh, I was a senior at Virginia Tech on April 17th, 2007, when 50 people were shot and 32 died. Luckily for me, I didn't have many classes, so I had like a four-day weekend, and I was not shot, and I uh, just knew people secondhand that were shot like my senior year roommate's co-worker my good friend's sorority sister and a high school acquaintance who I bumped into that later that night at the candlelit vigil um, later that night after the shootings and I uh, talked with him and he was crying and I said how what are you okay like what happened to you today and he told me he had to jump out of the second floor of the building because he was being shot at uh to survive the shooting and then he cried in my arms and told me that all of his best friends were killed that day so i mean we cover these stories of school shootings and mass shootings on the show because we are a news show and that's what we do but i'm just getting sick and fucking tired of it and i mean you were in the military kate and i'm not naive almost everyone has had some tragedy tragedy in their lives or dangerous situations they've had to be involved in and survive but these mass shootings in our malls and our movie theaters and our schools just seem so senseless and and unnecessary it's just nowhere safe it seems like it's crazy and fort bliss is right there which is a huge military base and i follow this big ton of veterans on twitter and i saw two separate people who were deployed tweeting out i hope my family's okay like they're deployed in a war zone and they're worried about their families back here in the states um, it's just absolutely crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, so you know, Kate, you pointed this out that there was a there was a veteran in the Walmart who was on uh, on his Instagram stories, just cruise, just walking through the aisles, being like, "That's an AK forty seven, like just unfazed by it." Yeah, you can see that his adrenaline's pumping, but he's trapped inside the Walmart and he's walking back and forth down an aisle. He has nowhere to go, and he's just out loud. He's like, "Well, I hear an AK forty seven, and you can hear it in the background." And he's just like kind of in shock, but he's like, I, I don't have my gun on me. I don't know what to do. And he just is pacing. Yeah. He goes, um, oh, someone just also, got shot. He's like in video. He goes, someone just got shot right now. Yeah. Yep. He's just like completely in shock. And but then um, 
Army PFC Glendon Oakley Jr. made the news. There was play areas. This was also a huge mall, like you guys said, and a kid ran in to the mall and screamed like someone's shooting because everyone was back to school shopping right. that morning. It was like 1030 on a weekend right before everyone goes back to school. And this Army PFC, um, he got so many kids out, they said. He just kept running back in and getting all these little kids out who were screaming for their parents and everything. Yeah. So Kids in the mall crazy. were completely separated from their parents. Parents was like a stampede. The shooting didn't actually take place in the mall, but the mall people didn't really right. know that. So they were just like running for their lives. And then this guy grabbed a bunch of kids and like kept them safe. And Margie, you said, I know we're going to get into a little bit later, but you said that this guy had a manifesto. And what's- the El Paso shooter did. We will get to that in a little bit. So, I mean, we joke a lot on the show about how the shooters all have micro penises. And I am sure that is the truth almost every time, but that doesn't really help things. Uh, the sexy school nurse hired to give all kids in her school a hand job that we've referenced by the age of 13 is more in lines with the solution to give some context that's our solution that's our solution well, also, that hasn't happened yet it's also obviously a joke i think joking aside though they probably could do something in schools in particular like with a new sort of role or a modified role of like a social liaison kind of like a guidance counselor who specializes in identifying which kids are total losers and outcasts instead of like which kids need to go to which colleges and that that person makes sure that these kids aren't sitting alone at lunch um, and that people are having conversations with them and maybe making friends or at least the staff is being nice to them because I guarantee you that along with having tiny dicks these mass shooters also just don't have real friends and friends in real life it's just not something they have and just so we, we're clear we're talking about micro penises not tiny dicks having a tiny dick is fine these guys have micro penises incredibly tiny penises. yeah but but the truth is mark it's like a lot of times people talk about it being mental illness and a lot of times it is but those things can be prevented being being right. mentally ill does not mean that you're going to shoot a place up no and i think some of it's compounded right if you're mentally ill and no one's talking with you and right. calling you a loser and bullying you that that yeah i don't know but i don't have any answers uh, it's it's a tough and i think I think, too, so much from the manifesto was taken directly from quotes on certain news channels and from certain leaders of the United States of America. And I just feel like it's such an ugly environment that if you are a little off, it gets in your head. And then the one thing that I think is, to me personally, people can shit on me all they want. Gun control is it to me, like mental health, all that stuff aside. A lot of mental, mentally ill people not going around shooting up places. And this is just like, we yeah. can't pussyfoot around it anymore, I feel like. Let me get into both those it's things insane. you mentioned. So Donald Trump finally came out on Sunday and said, perhaps more needs to be done on gun control. Perhaps that should, Donald, uh, which was interesting. All, along with he authorized... Keep in mind, this, this wasn't an elementary school that got shut up. That that happened no. four years ago. But it is it is good that he right. is making that statement with you know his... It, it's interesting. So, uh, things might change. Along with the authorized the lowering of the flags to half staff at all federal government buildings until Thursday, August 8th, um, Trump is getting skewered online, and rightfully so, for specifically the El Paso shooting, where the shooter had a racist manifesto, as we, as we mentioned, and as uh, both Kate and Pat alluded to, he drove from Dallas to El Paso to murder as many Mexicans as possible, in his own words. And uh, look, the send her back chants and the rhetoric Trump spews about the border in Mexico is not acceptable. Let me make that clear. But the mass shootings cannot be pinned on Donald Trump and his administration, in my opinion. They've been happening forever. They've been happening for the past decade consistently, well before 2016. I think that you can't point fingers in these scenarios. It's better to like you know come together and try to find a solution, even though it might not be 
easy to do, at least talk through solutions as opposed to pointing fingers. Also, the gun reform is tricky. I am not a gun owner. Uh, Pat is, Will is, half of the hard factor is. Uh, we have gun sponsors. We have a Second Amendment, right? I think we've jumped the shark on how many guns are in circulation. Uh, buybacks and banning of guns, probably not possible or effective. That would lead to like law enforcement getting shot. I do think the government can pass some federal laws or better background checking, closing loopholes maybe at gun shows or whatever. But there's always going to be a way for a psychopath loser to get a gun, and there's just too many in fucking circulation as is. So outside of making these losers like have to describe... I I think they should have to describe like three human friends they hang out with in person, not just in a virtual lobby when they are doing like a background check. Like you have to name three friends. Oh, yeah. I get a I get a phone call once a month from a friend who's trying to get a new job for a reference. Like, hey, can you give a reference about these people? That should be the case for gun control. Yeah. Give me three names that I can call. Yeah. And and they can't describe, be named Jerry. Describe them, their characteristics, yeah. and describe what you guys do when you hang out. Yeah, and what what's yeah. their hair color? Or, yeah. or are they bald? Where do they live? If you don't have three human friends, you can't get a gun. That's true. I'm sorry, you can't. And those human friends who vouch for you, there should be a written contract where if you do fuck up and you are a complete small dick loser and you go do something like this, that those three people then, like, okay, say yeah. yes to this person, but then, then you get doxxed or something like you have to well, sign off like fine if this person does it yeah you can dox oh my god that's a great idea yeah they can't be they can't yeah they get in trouble for vouching then public they, shaming and if, public shaming. if they have a, a dox on their record or like an ex like so they were used as reference and then that person shot some people up they can't be used as references anymore so like i, I do want gets rid of them as that option i do want to say one thing so uh rebecca who works for this show is a mexican-american woman from mm-hmm. el paso and like she's one of the best and most hard hardest working people i know pretty much everyone that works for or with me is mexican and it's like, or they're Mexican American. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the we're fuck? In Southern what the Texas. fuck are you yeah. doing? You're going to shoot up Mexican people who are who help. First of all, are some of the hardest working people in this goddamn country. Help, help make our economy fucking run. Yeah, and I, and they're dreamers. They're that, people. They're people that came over here because they loved our country and wanted to be a part of it. That one strikes close to home. You know, obviously for reasons Pat mentioned and, and our proximity where we live and the people we've met in the past ten years in, in Southern Texas. But again, this is one. That's one instance of 249 mass shootings. There's no one cause or one sticking point, as we mentioned. It's not just mental health. It's not just racism. It's not just gun control. It's a lot of things. And I don't have an answer for it. Let's take it to the Internet where Neil deGrasse Tyson wanted to fucking butt in on it and give his opinion. (laughs) Uh, He said in the past 48 hours, the USA horrifically lost 34 people to mass shootings. Uh, on average, though, across any oh, 48 hours, voice. On, on average, across any 48 hours, if you look at our solar system, we also lose 500 to medical errors, 300 lose. These are the people that die. 500 to medical errors, 300 to the flu, 250 to suicide, 200 to car accidents and 40 to homicides via handgun. Often our emotions respond more to spectacle than to data. So he says, everyone, stop worrying about the mass shootings. We have other things to worry about, to which Smath Mouse said, fuck off. There's your data. Fuck you, Neil deGrasse Tyson. People have to get better when they're sick. People have to drive their car to fucking work in places. Suicide is a whole different issue. We don't need, we don't need mass shootings is the point. These That's are all like, unavoid, yeah. unavoidable things, motherfucker. What yeah. are you, you're saying that this is not that big of a deal because we lose people to other fucking things that are... It's like, I got hit by a bus on my way to work. Shut down buses. We're not saying that, Degrassi Tyson. Smash Math, who hasn't been relative since Shrek 2, came in from the top ropes. Yeah, those are the guys that can't can't take a joke on the internet, by the way. Follow Smash Math on Twitter just because they get trolled all day long. It's a lot of fun. All right, I'm sorry for, you know, that story. Let's take it to some more fun shit. Kate, you want to kick off this news buffet? Daily news. That baby juicy taste. Oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Easy, Easy transition here. Uh, from that to French hoverboard guy, guys. French hoverboard guy. 
After failing at the attempt 10 days ago, Frenchman Frankie Zapata successfully completed a 22-mile hoverboard flight across the English Channel in just 22 minutes on Sunday morning. That's awesome. At speeds of, oh yeah, at speeds of more than 110 miles an hour. He was propelled by a very safe-sounding power pack full of kerosene. What? What? Uh, so, yes, kerosene, which is uh, not super flammable at all. As, as a pyromaniac, right? as a guy that started fires my whole life, I've I've actively avoided the accelerant kerosene because it's too dangerous for me. Was this engineered by uh, rock, the Rocket Man from like the 1940s-themed era right. Disney movie? Are you talking about yeah. Bill, Billy Campbell, the, yeah, Rocket yeah, Man? the Rocket Man? I waited on him one time. Such yeah. a nice guy. So ripped. Well... Somehow that kerosene got him there. He took off from France and landed in southeast England, and he only stopped once to refuel his futuristic invention from a boat. He said also that his leg muscles were burning by the end of the flight because the board of the kerosene feet, not because of the kerosene, not because of the kerosene, because he had been skipping leg day and the boards attached to your feet and you're fighting 110 mile an hour winds across the fucking English channel, which is crazy. Um, But, you know, guys, I've heard of a Frenchman with a cheese board, but a hoverboard. Yeah, exactly. Hey, oh, kill yeah. a joke, Kate. It's, it's, it sounds it sounds a little dangerous. I'm glad he got across, and it sounds it sounds fun and looks fun, but like kerosene and your your legs are fighting against it the whole time. That doesn't seem very safe. For, did you guys okay for yeah. for those of you who don't know what this guy is? This is the guy that showed up at Bastille Day like the Green Goblin yes. and was just cruising around. It's not like a hoverboard. It's literally the Green Goblin. That's what he's got. Right. Yeah. He's not like floating. Uh, two feet off the ground going slow. He's like hundreds of yards in the air going like 80 to 100 miles with an, an hour. assault rifle. Usually giggling with an assault rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I do him. feel like we missed out though. Like I feel like he would have been super cool in the seventies, but I feel like too much time has passed. But also if you were in like an elite military hoverboard unit, you would get so much ass. And oh my God. Like oh yeah. You everyone would slam an ass. Everyone would be showing up at the recruiting station but, saying, I want to be the hoverboard guy. But right, your, your exactly. legs would be so tired, so you'd have to kind of just hope for blowjobs, I guess. Would you, would you even be able to have sex? You could get that? whatever the fuck you wanted if you were hoverboard. I know, but your guy. legs would be t- cramping. You up. think that? Oh my god, you'd wear your you'd wear your sweet hoverboard suit around off base. Yeah. Can you imagine getting a blowjob on a hoverboard? I mean, I mean I, what a treat! I can well, imagine. We're gonna get to a, a similar story, I think, at the end, right, Pat? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. take it over to this Brazilian escape artist. So, uh, Clavino da Silva is a genius, y'all. He's also a Brazilian gang leader known as Shorty, who was busted this weekend for trying to escape from a high security prison in West Rio de Janeiro. The plan was simple, y'all. His 19 year old daughter came in to visit him with a pregnant woman in tow, and, okay. and the reason for the pregnant woman is that there's a policy in this jail that pregnant women can't be searched. Of course, you follow him. So inside of that. That pregnant woman, her unborn baby was clutching a silicon mask, glasses, and a cute outfit that mirrored the outfit that Shorty's 19-year-old daughter was also wearing. Right. So all the pregnant women just tape breakout supplies to their belly. Well, it's yeah. po- I said that it was inside her body. No, it was it's, just taped to it's the It's possible belly. that it was yeah. just up her dress, but right. I don't know how mm. how women's bodies work exactly. Sure. Uh, and I like to think that her un- unborn baby was in on it. You think? Maybe. Anyway, oh, for sure. Yeah, so Shorty changed into skinny jeans, a pink t-shirt with donuts and love hearts on it, complete with a bra underneath, and then he put on the silicon mask that they'd smuggled in, which was designed to look like his daughter, but fit over his head. <laughs> and then he had a wig and glasses, and he started to make his way out of the prison, leaving his 19-year-old daughter behind in his cell. Ah, so they thought, okay, the oh, pregnant lady oh. and the daughter are leaving. Mm-hmm. Two came in, two come out. But the real daughter is actually in his cell, because he, sw- he switched her. He, Did- fl- he flipped did they put a disguise? Did they put a dad disguise on her? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they just. I don't know what the the logistics. They of the put person her is. in. Uh, 
go short khakis with big new balance sneakers and high socks, I think. Exactly. Yeah, he had like a, she gave her like a huge mustache. <laughs> right. Anyway, this guy made it to the outermost door of the prison, but then he was busted because he was acting strangely. He just kept shouting, where's the women's room? Yeah. I need to use the women's room. He's like, oh, oh my God, I'm having my period. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to fuck me? Yeah. <laughs> he was acting how Anyone he Anyone else's vagina hurt? Yeah. yeah. My <laughs> vagina is it. These things itch. Yep. Anyway, that's that. He got caught. Good try, though. Ugh. Well, speaking of getting caught, you guys, uh, when a 54-year-old man robbed a Cleveland bank last week, he forgot one small detail. The note demanding money that he gave to the teller had his full name and home address on the other side of it. Damn it. Authorities say the man, Whoops. yeah, you hate to see it. Authorities say the man had used the blank side of the document from the Department of Motor Vehicles to write his bank note, and then they were able to easily identify him, and a warrant is now out for his arrest. Once again, guys, the DMV is just a huge pain in the ass. It's just really, I blame the DMV for all this. Um, and the guy probably just needed money to pay for his registration. But now he's the one who's going to get impounded. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's why we have her on the show. Nice. That's why we Ayo. have her on the show. Uh, okay, so Frederick Sterry Smith of Florida wanted to take his lady out to eat for a cultural experience, but not too cultural. And that's why he selected Milagro Latin Kitchen in St. Augustine, Florida. And unfortunately for Smith, the experience was a little on the spicy side. Flaming. Yeah, with the waiter really showing off his Latin flair. You may say rubbing the couple's noses in it. And when it was time to settle the bill, Smith had only one recourse, and that was to leave no tip to teach his flamboyant waiter a lesson. But as a man of principle, he thought he needed to give an explanation, so he wrote in, quote, if he wasn't gay on the tip line. Ah. Yeah, that way there would be no confusion, and maybe, it'd be give, maybe it would give the waiter a little something to reflect on when he realized that his gayness is putting a hurting on his bottom line. Well, that's not going to change. Is, bo- is bottom getting hurt from the gayness? Mm-mm. See what, oh, yeah. 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 But what does he mean? If Maybe if he wasn't gay i would have left my normal 10 percent. Yeah, i would have given him the 10 he deserved yeah. <laughs> for working hard worse yeah the waiter uh show I, oh go ahead i actually when i was in charlotte for a nascar race earlier this year i saw a shirt that said i support lgbtq liberty guns bible trump barbecue and it was a guy wearing it unironically in a restaurant yeah. on a saturday night like a nice, nice restaurant not and offensive maybe it was at all that guy but i was like I can't believe these people still exist. That shirt is Ugh. pretty fucking awesome, but you'd want to wear it like around, you know, gay people that know you're joking about it because it is an awesome shirt. Yeah, I w- but, the gays need to take that yeah. shirt back. Is what yeah. they need to do. Yeah, yeah. The Liberty w- guns, Bible, Trump, barbecue, and then barbecue. Which that was like, we need a B. All right, uh, <laughs> we need a Q. Yeah, the waiter showed the note to uh, that Smith had left behind to his manager, who chased Smith out in the parking lot to confront him. A coworker said that uh, Smith told the manager that he would fucking rip it up in her face before forcing it down her blouse and that's exactly what he did he he ripped the check up shoved it down her blouse touching her breast as he did it probably a strategic move to let her know that even though after being in close proximity to a gay waiter for an entire meal he hadn't been infected and was still straight as an arrow this guy yeah this guy's Mm -hmm. just teaching life lessons left and right stop being gay here's here's a tit grab for you ma'am you come at me i'm gonna touch that tit yeah fair game (laughs) quite a showing really all right talk about the man who poisoned his wife indeed love is in the air a michigan man was sentenced to 60 days in jail for poisoning his wife's coffee with the active drug found in bedrill brian kozlowski's estranged wife felt tired nauseous and had blurry vision last july after drinking coffee that kozlowski had prepared for her what a shitty poisoning by the way i take bedrill every night to go to sleep yeah this isn't that bad yeah it sounds awesome right 
she had filed for divorce two months earlier and became suspicious after that. So she had cameras installed in their kitchen and videos later revealed Kosowski had been pouring diphenhydramine, the active drug in Benadryl, into his wife's morning coffee, intentionally poisoning her. Um, I, I kind of love this the because there? well, yeah. it's it's really romantic. I, I know the he, angle. Yeah, she tried to divorce him, and he was like, it, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really romantic because she's like, he's like, if you can't, if I can't ever, nobody can. No, no, he wasn't trying to kill her. I know what the angle was. He's trying to like make her confused and kind of go insane. So she's drinking coffee and getting tired and questioning her body and questioning her own sanity. Uh, and unbeknownst to her, when she tries to like bring up divorce, he's going to be like, you don't know what you want, do you? Right, you're, oh, you're confused I mean, all the time. Hibernate. Look you're at her, t- judge. You're up when you should be down. You're tired when you should be awake. Like he, he's just like you. You need to just be, be not confused. That's Why don't I angle. get you a cup of coffee here? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Especially, I feel like it's a rookie move to put that stuff in something that she knows is supposed to wake her up. So right away, I would be like, something's wrong. I'm drinking coffee. I feel like tired though. Like something's off. I, I don't know. Put it in my booze. I wouldn't notice a thing. You got I'd a be, dead cake. You got a dead cake. Right. Yeah, because then he could say your drinking has gotten worse. You you get right. tired or quicker. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a really poor poisoning on this guy. But they re- they reconciled, right? They reconciled. They got back together. They did love. No, just kidding. They're definitely officially divorced now. So. Oh, that's sad. sad news. Damn. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, in a recent interview, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood star Margot Robbie was asked where the craziest place she ever had sex was. And her response was on a jet ski. There's the hoverboard callback. Mm-hmm. That's Can it. Can you imagine Margot Robbie on a hoverboard? Oh, big time. And that's that's Man. really the whole story. I just thought it was kind of cool. Uh, I wonder if that jet ski is available for rent or purchase. I'm going to mm-hmm. be doing a little bit of digging. And that's going to do it for Heart Factor. Thank you guys for so much listening. Kate, thanks for being on the show. Thanks. Can for- you imagine giving Margot Robbie a blowjob on a jet ski? Yeah, I'm going to try tonight. Uh, <laughs> anyway. What are you doing? I'm just smelling my Margot Robbie crotched up uh, jet ski. I was doing an outro, guys. Yeah, all right. Sorry. All right. So follow us at Heart Factor News on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, give us a review on iTunes if you can. It really helps us out. helps us grow the show. Hey, also, tell someone about the show. Tell a friend if you like what you're hearing. Help us make this thing bigger. We'll just quit his job. So we got we got a ticking time bomb on our hands. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. Have a great fucking day. See you later.